Welcome to Cleveland Clinic Cardiac Consult, brought to you by the Seidel and Arnold Miller Family Heart and Vascular Institute at Cleveland Clinic. In each podcast, we aim to provide relevant and helpful information for healthcare professionals involved in cardiac, vascular, and thoracic specialties. Enjoy. Hello, my name is Luke Laffin, and I'm a preventive cardiologist here in the uh, section of preventive cardiology at the Cleveland Clinic. I'm also a clinical specialist in hypertension. Um, and it's my pleasure today uh, to talk to you about one of the recent studies um, that I published in the European Journal of Preventive Cardiology. Uh, my co-authors were uh, Stephanie Besser, who's a statistician at University of Chicago, and well as Francis Allengott, um, who's also a cardiologist um, at the University of Chicago. Um, this trial, this uh, study, um, was really born out of the need to better be able to generalize clinical trial data to the patient that we see in front of us in clinic. Oftentimes, um, the tr population that's enrolled in a clinical trial is relatively homogeneous, meaning that they look pretty similar um, to each other. And patients that we see in clinic may not necessarily fit the inclusion criteria of a trial. So what we aimed to do was develop a novel framework to better assess the generalizability of clinical trial results. This framework, um, we named it the trial score. And essentially what it does was say that if you have a trial score of zero, you are exactly the average patient enrolled in that trial. Um, and then spanning out from there, we, we defined zones of data. So any patients with a trial score from the zero, so exactly average patient to the 90th percentile of trial scores, we define that as the data-rich zone. Any patients from the 90th to 97.5 percentile of a trial score were in the data-limited zone. And then finally, anybody with a trial score greater than the 97.5 percentile, we define that as the data-free zone. Um, we were able to take this framework and apply it to one specific clinical trial, which was the SPRINT blood pressure trial. Um, that was the, this was a uh, NIH-funded trial looking at whether intensive blood pressure control is better than standard blood pressure control in a patient population at high risk of cardiovascular disease but without diabetes. The results of that trial showed that better lower blood pressure is better in terms of reducing cardiovascular events and overall death. So what we did was we said the average patient in the SPRINT trial has a trial score of zero. Then we were able to look at the distribution of trial scores um, of individual patients enrolled in the trial. And the way we calculate a trial score is based not on inclusion and exclusion criteria, but instead based on um, a patient's baseline characteristics. So we chose six baseline characteristics that are relatively available for all patients that we see in clinic, including age, systolic blood pressure, blood glucose, um, serum creatinine, um, and, uh, and non-HDL cholesterol, and BMI. And from there, we created this score. Now, we were able to then um, take a population from um, the NHANES database to better assess, well, how many patients from just a general population cohort like NHANES would actually be in SPRINT's data-rich, 
data limited and data free zones. And what we found was um, that a significant percentage of NHANES participants were in SPRINT's data-rich zone um, if we didn't include those patients with diabetes, about 75 to 80%. The remainder were in this data-limited or data-free zone. Um, and so that is a nice table in the paper, um, which you can check out, and it shows the distribution. And that distribution is broken down a little bit further um, based on race and based on sex as well. What we then did was we said, this framework is great, but how, can we actually validate it, or how can we validate it? So we were able to um, access data from a trial that was very similar to SPRINT called the ACCORD blood pressure trial. Um, it was released a, or published a couple years before SPRINT, and it was looking at exactly the same thing, whether strict blood pressure control um, was better than standard blood pressure control, but this time in a patient population that included diabetics. Um, you had to have diabetes to actually get in the study. Um, there's been numerous criticisms of this trial in that it was underpowered <clears throat> um, to actually show any benefit, um, but there has been a suggestion in other work that um, perhaps SPRINT was a better run trial and SPRINT, because it was double the number of participants, may have shown us, um, given us better and more complete data. So what we did was we took the participants from Accord and we calculated a SPRINT trial score for each of them. Um, and we showed the distribution of trial scores and we showed that the majority of Accord participants actually are not in SPRINT's data-rich zone, so to speak. The majority are in the data-limited and data-free zone, um, which was not necessarily surprising to us. Um, but then we took it one step further and said, let's look at the event rates between patients in SPRINT um, versus patients in Accord that are in SPRINT's data-rich zone. And what we found that event rates throughout the trial were actually identical. There was no statistical difference um, between the two. However, when we compared the event rates of SPRINT to those patients in Accord that had SPRINT trial scores that were in the data-limited and data-free zones, we saw that they were significantly different event rates, suggesting that, yes, the trial score can be used um, to say that eh, these patients in Accord were very similar to the patients enrolled in SPRINT and thus had similar outcomes. So where does this leave us? Well, the real question is, how can we apply such a framework in everyday practice? Um, and the framework is by no means perfect at this point, and we're continuing to make changes to better include and better adjust for certain baseline characteristics. However, I think it really has the possibility um, to be used either via an app on the phone or populated in the electronic medical record to help make physicians have a conversation with their patients about the applicability, not just of the SPRINT blood pressure trial, but we could use it in other trials, in cardiology and in medicine in general, to see how far someone is away from that average patient and how representative a clinical trial is of the patient in front of us in clinic. Uh, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. We welcome your comments and feedback. Please contact us at heart at ccf.org. Like what you heard? Please subscribe and share the link on iTunes.